Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of mind. My name is Paul John Dykes and this evening I'm joined by Kevin McCluskey for what could be uh, a history-making game of football. It's at the National Stadium, Kevin. It's the Scottish Cup final. Celtic are heading towards not just the treble, but their seventh, uh, sorry, their fifth, maybe seventh in a couple of years, their fifth in seven years, a record-breaking eighth. It's an incredible run of domination that Celtic have had, but... We've got 90 minutes of football to play. Um, I'm taking it you've seen the teams. I've seen the Celtic team, certainly. Yeah, I haven't I actually looked for the Inverness team yet. I've seen the Celtic one. Pretty strong team. It's the one It's the one I would have went for, with the exception of I would probably have started a badder over Maeda, given how well he played last week. But, you know, that's a, a toss of the coin over those two. Really strong team either way. And like you say, hopefully, at the end of that 90 minutes, it is indeed... A world record eighth domestic treble. I mean, that's that's an insane start when you think that we hadn't won one for 30 years or whatever it was until Martin O'Neill came in. And in that now last 20, 25 years, it's just been utter domination. It's brilliant. But we don't take it for granted. We know it's going to be a tough 90 minutes, and still, you know, they've got to go out and win the game. It's not one, it's not one yet. It is it is sensational. Um, there is no two ways about it. I mean, someone put up a um, a stat earlier in relation to from the the club's formation, Kevin, right up to the second, uh, the nineteen sixty nine treble. You know, and all that time we had won two, and then when you look at the fact that we are going for our fifth in seven years, 
you know, that that is something that is very difficult to get your head around. You know, there, there are going to be moments in the future at some point, hopefully in the distant future, where, um, you know, trophies are harder to come by. You might look back on this and think, wow, we were in the midst of that. And um, I'm really, really keen to get people involved in today's game. I know that you tune in from all over the globe um, and you choose to listen to a Celtic state of mind prior to kickoff. And we do appreciate it. We're going to start off with William O'Toole. You're commenting on the YouTube channel. Anyone else watching on there, give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Did Tam Cowan get you a ticket? He tried his hardest. That's all I'm saying. He tried his hardest, Kevin. And I think there's a lot to be said with the fact that not only couldn't I get a ticket for today's game, uh, they brought up stag do's and I told them that I'd had uh, two weddings but no stag do. So now I'm coming away from that show thinking maybe it's because I've got no mates. Well... I'm glad you're the one that said that, Paul. I didn't have to break Everyone the news else to you. was thinking it, Kev. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> else was thinking it, my friend. Um, Giancarlo Curati, hail, hail, Godspeed, boys. Ciao from Italy. Yes, we are all over the globe tuning in for the big game today. And Paddy quite rightly says, Kaiser got a ticket. I saw that last night on the socials from Shah uh, from On the Volley podcast. So big shout out to Shah as well for that. Now, listen, Kev. We'll start off with the teams. We'll have a wee look at some of the considerations that Ange Postacoglu may have had. I'm not going to say dilemmas. Um, and then we'll have also a look at some of the people who are missing and uh, what that basically means for next season. Most of those people, those players who are not involved in today's fixture um, may not be involved other than Aaron Moy, who's obviously injured. He's the only injured concern. But there's one or two others, I think, that we should uh, speak about. The first one, actually, that will bring up um, simply because I was with a St. Johnston fan this morning, this mm-hmm. afternoon, in Stuart Cosgrove, and you know who he was raving about, Kev? It'd be Montgomery, wouldn't it? He was raving about him, Aye. right? Seriously. One, um, yeah, one, of my, one of my mates from back home, he's a Saint season ticket holder, and he's been, been raving about him all season. Every time mm-hmm. we've spoken, it's been like, when he comes back, in his opinion, we're getting a, a proper player coming back in, so... I'm looking forward to seeing the impact that he can make next season in, in the team. No, you know, it, we're sometimes too quick to write players off. And I think that Mont- Montgomery, when we did the loan, we looked at the loanees who were out, he was definitely one that you you identified as coming back and having a, um, a career at Celtic. So hopefully that does work out. Not involved today for obvious reasons. So let's have a look at the teams then. Um, also this morning, as well as speaking to a St. Johnston and a Motherwell fan, I was speaking to two Inverness Cali fans, Kev, and um, I was interested to know because it's not in a disrespectful way, but you just don't have the same intimate knowledge maybe of a club that you're not facing that often, okay? So we're coming up against Inverness. The scouting team at Celtic will have done all their uh, due diligence. We would have gone and scouted this team. Um, And they were asked, you know, who are you looking for today to be the hero? It's still Billy McKay. And I, and I think to myself, wow, you, you know, there's a guy who has been around for a long time. He's 34 years. He's still the one they're looking towards to be the hero today, Kev. Yeah. Is it not Billy McKay that won them the cup when they beat, was it Falkirk a few years ago? It wasn't. Um, they did tell me the name of the, the goal scorer. Any Inverness Cali fans out there will be thinking, how dare you not know that? Because it was probably the yeah, best well, moment of their well, lives. But I um, was at that game. For some bizarre reason, I used to do... I used to do a bit of um, volunteer work for Supporters Direct Scotland many mm-hmm. years ago, and I got invited along with them 
to the game. So you're get, you're getting that I, out I should there. know who scored the goal. Was, was, <laughs> it, was it, it Torrance? Was it something like Torrance or something like that? I, I have no Listen, idea. I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty sure he went to want to play for Aberdeen, whoever it was. But that doesn't help anything. I'm too obsessed with, with Celtic, to be honest with you. I do remember the cup exactly. final uh, in particular pretty well, Kev, because we were filming, believe it or not, at Hamden Stadium, the Neely Mocking documentary the day before. So we were wandering about and all the insignia and all that kind of stuff was up. So let's have a look at the Celtic side. As Kevin quite rightly said, there are no shocks in there. We wouldn't really expect there to be. We've got Joe Hart in goals with Alistair Johnson at right back, Greg Taylor at left back, Carl Starfelt and um, Awata. Tomoko Iwata uh, at centre-half. We'll have a wee chat about that. The midfield is made up of Captain Callum McGregor with Rio Atati, Matt O'Reilly. And up top, we have Jota, Dyson Maeda and Kyogo Furuhashi. Now on the bench, Seagrist, another bit of a turnaround over the last few weeks. He hadn't been seen, you know, he hadn't been seen for several months. He'd been back training uh, full-time since March after his injury. No sign of him until Scott Bain got a game at Easter Road. Now he's back. Haksabanovic, Abada, Turnbull, O, Burnaby, Forrest, Ralston and Welsh, the last three obviously, um, have been graduates from our youth academy. Forrest will be getting his testimonial match very soon as well. I agree with you. It's a very, very strong side. But let's talk about some of the selections. Um, the first one, Kyogo. Leading up to this game, he was an injury doubt. I mean, he was spoken about by Ange. Um, he's a player who scored 33 this season. He is a cup final big game player. Every cup final he's played in for Celtic, he scored a brace, Kevin. It's brilliant to see him on there. It just fills you with that wee bit of extra confidence um, going into this game. Yeah, it does. There's certain names that when you see them in the team sheet, you, you, see, you get that wee extra boost of confidence. Going into this game... We shouldn't really need it, to be fair. Um, not to underestimate Inverness in any way, shape or form. They're a side that finished sixth in the Championship this season. They haven't played a game, competitive game since the 5th of May. We should be really confident that we can go and win this game, regardless of who's playing for us, really. But to see Kyogo's name there, it just gives you that little extra boost. So you say 33 goals this season, four goals in cup finals for us so far, a brace and he's two that he's played, he's a big game player. And uh, yes. if there's any wee doubts that you've got about this game because of the form leading up to the Aberdeen match, seeing that you've got him up front should take all that away. It is going back years. It's like when Larson would have been out and we see him coming back in. You just get the boost. You know, big game, big game player. He'll turn it on. And if he is carrying a wee knock and we only get the first 45 or 60 minutes out of him, he's a good enough player that he can get us a couple of goals in that time that can, uh, that can win us the final before he needs to go off. You know what it does as well? Um, I love interviewing footballers and ex-players, Kev. It's something that I really enjoy doing. Try to get under the floorboards, as I call it. Um, not to go raking, but just to try and get under a few layers of what makes them tick. Um, get into the emotional aspect of football and what happens behind the scenes. Not always to try and get a funny, although they'll inevitably come. Um, and some players like Jackie the other week there was talking about walking into that dressing room. And you're walking into a dressing room with the likes of Paul McStay and Peter Grant and Tom Boyd, Pat Bonner, and, and that type of player, he says. And, you know, when you're sitting on that, you know, the bench within the dressing room and you look to your left, you look to your right, it's almost as if right, these guys have got this. 
you know, and it fills you with confidence. I then heard Callum McGregor did one of the um, Ask Callum sessions on the on the Celtic YouTube page yesterday. Two Axon contributors got questions asked out, by the way, read out. I don't know if you saw that. And I, um, did, I saw Jerry was one. Who was the other one? Got a question. Lloyd. Lloyd got Lloyd. a question. Uh, yes. And Callum, he spoke about, you know, maybe not being that natural leader, Kevin, but... Um, mm developing into that and a lot of the time that is by being surrounded by people who are the natural leader types uh, so you're looking at that dressing room that you know from that 11 that we've got on there and you're looking in the defensive area of the park and I think you've got leaders I actually think you've got a leader in Joe Hart I think you've got a leader in Johnson by the way uh, you know you've got an international player um, in, in Taylor I think Starfield has shown some leadership qualities um, midfield, you've got McGregor. He's your man. You're going to look at him. But up top, you know, Kyogo has got that talismanic presence about him. By the way, we spoke about the, the potential of him not making today's game, not making the starting lineup. And I, I would have been quite confident in Big O. I think that from what we've seen, I think we're talking seven goals and three starts, a goal every 80 minutes. Um, even though the Hibs performance overall uh, as a team was really poor, I think he came out of it. Uh, with pass marks, and I think against Aberdeen he was brilliant as well when he came on. So I, I wouldn't have been overly concerned, but it does give you that wee bit extra edge, I think. Um, what about the defence? Talk to me about the centre-half partnership. Uh, going into this game, we asked everybody this week on the show if Kobayashi or Awata was going to be uh, matching up with Carol Starfelt. He's opted for Awata. As Ange, we've just mentioned Ange for the first time, and we're eleven minutes into a, a broadcast. That's that's a record this week, by the way. We've done well. We've done well. I, know. I think the previous record this week was eleven seconds. So there you go. Ange has chosen Awata. I agree with him. I think the reason behind that is Kobayashi. Um, you know, he's living on his nerves at the moment. If you think about him, twenty-two years of age, he's not actually had a standout game for us. I don't think so far. Um, and I think what Ange is doing here, he's not dropping him for a final because he never played against Aberdeen. He's just moving him out of the, the firing line. I thought Awata against Aberdeen, uh, he was solid, he was composed, nothing fancy, Kev. You know, it, it was probably a six or a seven, but that's all you want today, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I, I share that, those opinions as well, uh, when you consider Kobayashi. I think his first few games for us, he looked pretty decent. He's... Um, Certainly composure in the ball and ability to pass it out from the back was a highlight. But in the last few games where he was being put under more pressure, having a bit more of a physical challenge put up against him, he did struggle. Um, I would have probably been of the opinion at the time you keep him in and try and play him through it like we did with someone like Hatate. But some players react differently to different measures and different actions. So potentially for him, just taking him out the firing line like Kev Graham said in a couple of the podcasts as well, take him out the firing line just now. Uh, well, I'm going to say give him a pre-season under Ange and then he'll come back a stronger player. Fingers crossed he gets the pre-season under Ange. Um, but he probably does just need that wee bit extra time to bulk up physically, acclimatise, acclimatise to the Scottish game and come back a better player next season. Iwata being in today, pretty comfortable and happy with that. Yeah. I know he's played in defence before in Japan, before he moved into midfield. At the weekend there against Aberdeen, you say, solid enough performance. Didn't have much to do, but whatever he did have to do, he did it well. And you've got Starfield alongside him, who for me is probably in the Callum McGregor band of 
uh, leadership style, and I think he's a quiet leader. I think he's somebody that will just do the. He'll lead by example by going and winning the ball in the air. He'll try and probably talk about it through it a wee bit, but he'll not do anything over the top leadership wise. But I think he, I think he's a silent leader. So I felt confident with him in there. Yeah, I see Iwata being a centre-back for us actually going forward. If, and it is a big if, and stays, I think that could be his role in the team. I, I got a lot of messages yesterday, and I understand this, by the way, because it has been absolute overload. It's been Ange overload all week, right? Not just oh, on Axom, everywhere you go, social media, every news source, it's Ange. And, you know, there's a lot of them, I think, in terms of news sources, and I mentioned this other day there, uh, about to large, uh, highly distribu- uh, distributed news sources, jumping on that bandwagon knowing that if the two words Ange and Spurs are in a headline, you're going to get loads of clicks, right? And I don't, you know, that's not the reason we've been talking about it. We're talking about it because we're concerned, because <laughs> we don't want to lose them. We're trying to uh, weigh up what is actually out there in terms of a- actual information, not just made-up stuff or guessing or opinions. Opinions are great, by the way. I- I'd much rather yeah. read an opinion piece than you know, people putting stuff out there that has got no basis or substance whatsoever. And that's the reason yeah. we've spoken about him. And his name will come up during today's uh, broadcast as well. But today, it's a showpiece game of the Scottish calendar, the Scottish football calendar. Um, and... We were talking earlier on, and I'm going to have to nick this. It wasn't mine, but I'm going to nick it. Uh, and we were talking about, you know, cup final suits, the attire that you you line up in. And sometimes, you know, back in the day, it was something you would look out for because it became what are they what are they wearing? So you had the Liverpool team. Remember the Spice Boys? And ah, it turned the Spice up Boys and, with the right suit. <laughs> you remember right. the right suits? I remember that. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> uh, with Redknapp and Roderick and McManaman and Fowler, all they guys, and they're wearing these white suits. And I've got to say, maybe I'm a traditionalist. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, maybe both. Um, but I do like a, a suit. I like a tailored suit. Uh, I like football teams to turn up looking like that. I like gaffers to have the old badge embroidered onto the, the, the blazer and all that kind of stuff. It can still look really, really classy. But I also understand that the game's changed on and more often than not, you know, teams turn up in trackies. And the suggestion was today that there was a rumour that Celtic may turn up wearing double denim. Now, did you see any of them getting <laughs> off the bus today, Kev? Has Jota been able to inspire them into a double denim get-up? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, I haven't seen, but I really, really hope that's what happened. Double denim with the original Bumblebee kit on underneath. It's the only way. 
I'll be amazed if Adidas, if Adidas <laughs> don't bring out right a, a double denim tracksuit. Honestly, I'll be in, I'll be amazed if that isn't one of the, the, the uh, releases of which uh, we've had we, quite we a few. Just about everything else out of them in the last few months, so you <laughs> never know. It would sell though. This is it at this moment in time. It would sell. Right, so here we go. I've got um, an order in for two. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well. Lawrence doesn't need one because he's already got one. Right back, Johnston, left back, Taylor. Now, this is the thing about the fullbacks because I think there was a point this this season where we had we had three right backs and Tony Ralston, Juranovic and Johnston. I can't remember a time where we were so spoilt for choice in that position, Kev, ever, uh, you know, as a Celtic fan, ever having that amount of quality in that position. And sometimes it feels through the ages, through the years, that you're stronger on one side of defence than the other. You know, you get that feeling a lot of the time. Oh, if we could only maybe match that quality of right-back to the left-back position. But I think when you look at that, there's a real balance there. You've got Taylor and, and Johnston. And I think the balance, you know, they're for me, they're neck and neck in terms of their importance to this this starting lineup. Yeah, definitely. Again, um, before coming on, I'd had the old Celtic TV on and They've shown some of the classic games for the past. And actually, just talking about the fullbacks, we've gone back to having like Chris Morris and Anton Rogan in the centenary year. And that was the level we were at then. And yeah, for long enough, the fullback position has always been one of the most undervalued in any Celtic team. And, mm-hmm. and usually in, in teams in the UK in general, I think. But for us, we've always undervalued it. Um, probably O'Neill when he switched to having wing-backs was the first time we really kind of had any strength, but then it wasn't a proper full-back system we were playing. So now, probably, yeah, because Ange places such an importance on that role and the fact that, you know, you labour on it, but they play the inverted to come in and do that almost deep-line midfield role as well, it's such an important role and we need strong players in there. And the two that we've got just now, two of the best that we've had for long enough, um, you know, Johnson's just come in and we're speaking about leaders before. I think he's an absolute stick on as a leader. Bought, he's a born leader, isn't he? He is. He is. You see it every time he goes in for a tackle. It's 100% committed. He's coming out of it. He's he's doing the old Chris Iyer thing of celebrating winning a tackle because it's a big moment. You know, the big the big moments that he's going in, winning the big tackles. Uh, and he's got, he just, yeah, for me, he's got great leadership abilities. He he would be up there as being like a vice captain just now. If McGregor's out, you'd have no issue giving Johnson the captaincy. And he's only been here for six months. And in that time, he's, he's uh, hopefully, come the end of the day, he's going to have more medals than a right back that plays on the other side of the city. So that's how good a player he is. Aye. Taylor but, as well. Sorry. But can he take a penalty? Oh, well, no, that's the point there. Eh? I just sell them, get rid of them. If you can have a penalty, just get rid of them. That's uh, that should be the number one criteria for your right back. For a right back, absolutely. To have a penalty. Mm-hmm. Aye. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Taylor as well. On the other side, he's been the most improved player in the squad in the last two years since Andy's come in. So vital to the team, um, and it's great to see because you want to see the Scottish boys coming in and making a big impact in the team. And he has, and to go back to the very first point, Montgomery coming back in next season, you'd like to think he could challenge Taylor as well. And then we might have two strong Scottish left-backs going for that position. So can I hope for the future there as well? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you move into that midfield, it's a conversation that John Hughes had a few weeks back on the Axon Bulletin, whereby we were talking about the amount of options that we had in the midfield area. Um, and obviously, Arden Moy is out. He's out injured, unfortunately. Uh, and you're looking at that midfield now. I liked the look of Awata in midfield, but obviously needs must. He steps back and you look at that trio and you wouldn't change it. And I mean... Hatati came back after his injury. He wasn't playing at his best. The rumour mill started, Kevin. Of course, his head's been turned, this, that, and the other. Ange allowed him to play through it. You know, he engaged in what uh, people do, I think, naturally in Ange's position, and it's man management, and he got real Hatati through that to the point where when I seen him against Aberdeen, he was as sharp as I've ever seen him, actually. The way, you know, he's got this ability, um, Hatati, where he can actually change the the kind of motion and the weight of his opponent just by body movement without touching the ball. And he was doing a lot of that. And then before you know it, he's got a bit of space, but he got the space out of nothing, just the drop of a shoulder, a twist, a turn. Um, and I think that Ange has managed it superbly well. Uh, O'Reilly, a lot of his performances, I feel, are going under the radar, but I think he's performing very well uh, week on week. And of course, McGregor, who probably went through a sticky patch of two or three games where his passing was all over the place for some strange reason. But um, back to normal against Aberdeen, that's a strong midfield. That's the engine room. And when they work, the whole Celtic team works. Yeah, I absolutely love the look of that midfield. It's got everything about it. You know, um, even O'Reilly has got that defensive side of his game now that he didn't have at the start of the season because he had that two or three months playing in the, the number six. Uh, Aye, but does, yes, it have a, back, a Celtic, does it have a Celtic crest? <laughs> <laughs> you, you put that on it and you can add another 60 quid to the price tag. Exactly, exactly. Aye. But uh, yeah, back to that midfield. It is, it's the strongest midfield we've got. Um, but you can also mention, in, you know, somebody like Aaron Moy coming back in next season when he's fit again isn't going to weaken that midfield if he comes in Iwata moving up one also won't weaken it if he plays in there there's a lot of options but for me that starting midfield has to be the one has to be our strongest see so many strengths and qualities in there um the rumors or the yeah you're talking about with Hatate earlier excuse me it's the same as we're getting now with Ange there was zero substance behind them now, at some point, it might prove to be true that Hatati might leave in the summer. We don't know. Ange might go. But right now, nothing that you're actually reading has got any real substance behind it. It's all conjecture. It's all link the manager to a job, put a couple of lines together. It's clickbait. People are reading it. And it's, it's changed my opinion of things from a week ago when you asked me if I thought he was going to stay and I was an adamant yes. You've then had a week of almost propaganda that he's away <laughs> which then changes your mindset a little bit and you're leading into a cup final and you just think that's like a wee bit of a coincidence once again we're going into a big game and it's the negative news story the thing that's been forgotten is win today and it's an eighth treble and no one's ever done that and that in any other country in the world is probably the leading headline going into this game but we don't get it in Scotland but anyway Scottish football team, team, you're right, they're about to break a world record. But I think you make a very good point there because there was a period of time, uh, 
some time ago now, I think, where that, that type of propaganda worked because there was a wee box in everybody's house and whatever that fed you at night time was the truth and everybody in the nation would believe it. There was there was no getting away from it. There was obviously a few people who were awakened by other ideas. But now, Kevin, I think what you initially got was the, the advent of uh, being able to to find out for yourself what the true answer was to many things uh, out there and the propaganda machine that used to sit in the corner of every living room uh, in the country was was obsolete almost. And that was great for a while, but now the, the news sources have uh, figured out how to manipulate uh, your device that's in your pocket 24-7 as well. And like you say, even if you've got an opinion and you know how the media works, Kev, which is important, you know that this is how they work, yet seven days of that drip, drip, drip effect, and before you know it, you be- you start believing it. Um, and to be honest with you, there will be an element of truth in it. I think the point I said this morning, not to labour the fact, because we're five minutes away from kickoff, um, is I actually don't think that he's going to be Spurs' first choice. And there's nothing to suggest in a lot of the... Um, trusted sources down south that would um, say otherwise. So, listen, let's enjoy the game today um, and then we'll talk about it, I'm sure, after the match. Up top, there was a question mark, I guess, over Maeda for Abada. Abada looked very good in the first half, but it looked as though he might have pulled up against Aberdeen. He's still a young player. You know what you're getting with Maeda. Abada's great to have on the bench. You've also got uh, Forrest on the bench um, as well. You're quite happy with the with the three um, with regards to the fact that Maeda could have dropped it for a badder. For me, it's a flip of a coin. <coughs> Excuse me. And Jota, um, again, a man who loves a big occasion. I'm expecting our wings uh, to be very busy because what we tend to see is that someone down one side gets a lot more uh, bang for his buck. Uh, very rarely do we get both wings you know, firing on all cylinders, but I think that's going to be the case today, Kev. Yeah, yeah, normally the way we placed, uh, as you say, it either comes down the, the left, which I think is where we favour most of our attacks coming down the left, but occasionally we'll, we'll put it to the right. We don't seem to have that balance of a 50-50 or 60-40 attacks coming down either side. Um, but yeah, today, I mean, as I said, if we're playing against a side that's mid-table in the league below us, we should have a lot of the ball, we should be looking at having 80% possession probably as a minimum in this game, which is not meant to be disrespectful to Inverness. But if you look at our team, there's so much quality in there that we really should be dominating the ball. If we are, the way that we play, McGregor kind of recycling the play from side to side, you'd, you'd like to think that guys like Jota, Maeda will find the space and we'll have a lot of the ball. Um, so yeah, I'm looking that, that they'll, they'll be really heavily involved and they're a they're not even a step up they're two three four levels above really what Inverness are used to playing against so this is not <laughs> this is not supposed to come across as in, in any way arrogant account my chickens in this game I expect that we'll go out and, and comfortably win but the fact is we still need to perform you know we actually can't afford to go in with that mindset that we've got the game on already um, and the, you know that Ange will have the players with that laser focus because that's that that's what's been in his mind all week. I think is let's prepare for this game, let's go out and win the cup, and the, the players will be up for it. Um, they'll know what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And somebody like Jota, he'll be he'll be desperate to go and put in a big performance in a cup final because that's what he's all about. So you say a big game player. 
Yes, yes, and you're right. <clears throat> Alistair Johnson spoke about that laser focus, Kev. The bench, we're covering all bases on that bench. You look at it uh, beyond Seagrass, you've got full backs on both sides. Uh, both sides, uh, the wings can be can be covered. We've got midfield options, we've got forward options. We even have the Haksabanovic number 10 option, should we need to call upon him um, as well. The starting lineup for Inverness, Ridgers, Duffy, Harper, Welsh. Uh, Dees, Devine, Carson, Mackay, Allardyce, Henderson and Shaw. That's how they will line up to face Celtic today, going for a world record treble. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. You are having your barbecues, you're watching Celtic all over the world. And um, here we go. We've got Lisa Hughes. Time for another rebel treble, setting standards once again. Absolutely. No surprises, says Peter uh, Caloyero. And the starting lineup ominous that Kobayashi is not even on the bench. I, th- I think I agree with that. It, it is pretty ominous. What does it say about the future of him? Um, I'm pretty sure, Kevin, that there will be one, maybe two players who have played the last game after today. It's one of the things that as uh, a football club and as a fan base, uh, we know it's just part of the cycle. We've been prepared for it now for a while. Um, and when you look at the occasion that they might be bowing out in, you think to yourself, let's just go out. Let's just enjoy it. Get the win. The fans are going to enjoy it. The TIFO's there. You know, the celebrations after the match, the whole deal. It's half past five at night. Kick off. Um, I'm buzzing about it. See, after the game, we'll start talking about Ange, I think. I think that's a deal that we will cut. Uh, between you and I. Uh, in terms of your prediction, 1972-6-1, Celtic beat Hibs' biggest goal-scoring margin. Um, over the Obviously, we beat Hibs 6-3 in, in the League Cup before, so a higher-scoring game. We beat another team 7-1, I think, in the League Cup. But 6-1, biggest score. No counting my chickens, but we've just beat the third-best team in Scotland 5-0, and I hope we get that early goal. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. Give us a big thumbs up on the YouTube. We'll see you at halftime. And thank you to Kevin McCluskey for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.